Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. I fell asleep on another guy's wang. <laughs> nah, I already used that joke. Yeah, that's okay. We're about to enter a new level of comedy. This is lethal comedy. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And on this episode of Wiki Review, we are covering what essentially seems like the Darwin Awards, the list of unusual deaths. Ah, oh my god, this is how abnormal that I'm dying. Ah, unicorn stabbed me. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and unusual. But is that lucky? Well, it's not lucky for the person, but, you know, if you saw a unicorn, you'd be like, well, that's a good day. I died on that day because it stabbed me with its horn. Yeah, you'd probably see the unicorn and go, now I can die a happy man. Exactly. That's the last on the bucket list. If I saw any mythical creature, I think I'd be most disappointed with a unicorn. Yeah, because it's just a, a horse with a horn, isn't it? Like a really thin rhinoceros. <laughs> girls love unicorns. That's a big thing. Yeah, girls love, well, they love horses, but a unicorn is a big thing. I think that's a scary one because you know how horses come up? up and they try to cuddle you or whatever like that's right where the horn is they'd be taking eyes out <laughs> it's not gonna be my little pony you can't stand at the back or the front of a unicorn exactly it's side only <laughs> pegasus is the other one that's no horn but wings pegasus would be cool i would want a pegasus it'd be pretty cool but imagine riding like they just sort of sit on it and go no you gotta sit behind the wings so the whole time your legs are just getting the crap kicked out of <laughs> there'd be an awful draft couldn't you sit in front of the wings then you'd be on its neck i don't think they like that yeah but it's better than me getting hit in the legs that's true <laughs> <laughs> it'll do well you, I was gonna say it'll do what you tell it to do but you're really gonna try and boss around a pegasus <laughs> what about a centaur a half person you that'd could be, chat to them at least that'd be awkward though like you go let's go for a ride you, dude you wanna get off me <laughs> you know I'm a person too only half <laughs> I'm just riding the horse part it's fine <laughs> exactly if I was on your shoulders that would be weird <laughs> <laughs> can you at least stop whipping me nah I'm whipping the horse part that's how you know <laughs> would it be wrong for a centaur to have sex with a horse or would it be wrong for them to have sex with a human can they only mate with centaurs and that would be the only normal <laughs> sex they could have usually it is you can only have sex with your own species that's that's true. a good general rule anyway that's yeah i try to live by that rule. <laughs> try i mean maybe they can have sex with a horse and give oral sex to a human maybe for foreplay they require the human but then like it's like all right look i really want to pound it out now so um bring in the mare <laughs> i've been checking out this cute little arabian or well, maybe the only reason they're a centaur
Or is because their family is kind of open between human and horse relations that's, anyway? That's how you make one. Yeah. Although it's not generally accepted in their family. It's like, you know, parents are like, if you turn out to be gay, we're cool with that. We don't care. You can marry a person or a horse. But if you marry another centaur... <laughs> I just love that, like, the centaur introduces you to his parents and it's just, like, some regular guy on a horse. <laughs> or to be even weirder, it's a woman <laughs> and some stallion. That would have been a crazy birth. If there were centaurs, like, what about, like, half man, half donkey? That's, like, the ass of the centaur community. Well, you can have a minotaur, which is half man, half bull. But that turns out different because that's, like, the bull head. Isn't there one where it's a bull body? I think they had it's all like sort of combinations. You pick any two things and put it together, the Greeks wrote Remember a those- tragedy about it. Remember those books you had as a kid? It would, The page was segmented into three bits and, and one part flip. had pictures of the head and body and stuff and you could mix and match. That's essentially what Greek mythology is. <laughs> That's where the books came from. <laughs> Just mix any of them together. You can't go wrong. I mix Zeus, Medusa. <laughs> but so, yeah, but if a minotaur is the head but the centaur is the body, maybe it's male or female. That's how it comes out. If a woman has sex with a bull, it makes a minotaur. But if a man has sex with a cow, <laughs> that makes the centaur. Maybe the head part is the man or vice versa genetics huh yeah I am a scientist I know these things that's yeah obviously <laughs> I mean I've been Garth in- Remington <laughs> so they got on this list of unusual deaths nothing to do with minotaurs yet but we're waiting well sorta because they have deaths in antiquity which could involve minotaurs they existed back then didn't they when was antiquity is that the time when all the things that are antiques now come from no I think that's pre-antiques yeah that's the weird thing that antiques don't come from antiquity well, they should call it pre-antiquity Aren't they like artifacts at that point? Well, now they are. Yeah. Just then they were stuff. That's my mug. Now it's antiques and now it's, yeah. Well, all antiques started as just stuff. It's stuff that no one wanted for so long <laughs> that now it's interesting. So I don't know. Do we want to skip or are we going through? Uh, let's start off with the basics because this is basically, this is kind of faux mythology, isn't it? It's people who were, we're talking in the BC era that were claimed to have died one way or another. And we don't know if it's true or not, but they're good stories. Obviously, we've got to start off with the picture one because I've heard of this one. A guy died from an eagle dropping a turtle on his head because it mistook his bald head for a rock. Because <laughs> that's what eagles do. They get inside a turtle. Yeah. They'll drop a turtle from a height onto a rock. They saw his bald head and went, that's a rock. He died. The reason he was outside was he had a fear of dying from falling objects. So he thought, if I stay outside... Nothing's going to hit me. Murphy's Law, turtle hits you on the head. <laughs> I reckon that one just got added later. It was probably just outside. Every death you find gets that little bit of urban myth added to it. It's always great when you can start with a real story. Probably was. He just had a turtle fall on him from something, or someone threw a tortoise-shaped rock at him. Then someone added the eagle, and someone added his fear of falling objects. Yeah, it was the guy who bashed him over the head with a rock, then just went, oh, it was an eagle. It's an eagle. And he used a turtle. What did the guy who killed him use the turtle? That would be an unusual death in its own. Death by turtle. Yeah, some guy was clubbed to death by a guy wielding a turtle. See, that's why you need a license to have a turtle, because it's a weapon. <laughs> turtle power. Who knew turtles could be fatal? Well, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, everyone knows they're fatal. They yeah. didn't kill anyone, though, did they? They destroyed a lot of robots. But I thought they were part of those superheroes that run around with these huge, sharp weapons and then say how they don't kill anyone. And it's just like, that's dumb. Also, it's a kid's show. It's a yeah. kid's cartoon that has to be no higher than PG. That's why they fought robots, so mm. that you can cut them open. Did they fight robots? I thought they fought the foot 
clan. The foot soldiers were robots. In the movies, they were real people. In the cartoons, they were robots because you can kill people and beat people up in a movie because it can be rated M. But cartoons, they had to kill a perfect-looking human android. But in a living thing, no, that's not cool. Power Rangers did that a lot too where they had their little putty creatures. Yeah, they were... killed clay. I wonder if that <laughs> turtle dropped had nunchucks. <laughs> no, it had size. had attitude. It was Raphael, you're right. It wasn't a party dude. It was cracking skulls. <laughs> so did he break the turtle at least? Did the eagle get to eat the turtle? I reckon it got to eat the brains as well. <laughs> it was like, oh, I thought that was a rock, but this <clears throat> just doubled, tripled, quadrupled my meal. They found him with his organs like all carved out. And the guy's just like, I just came out to sit on my favorite rock. It's my favorite because it looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not so much from here, but from above, definitely. Spot on ringer. <laughs> had friends who've looked down at me from like a rooftop and gone, you know, your head looks like a rock. I could smash a turtle on that. <laughs> I wonder what colour his skin was. I mean, he was Greek, so it'd be kind of tan. Was he more greyer than mm. other people? Or was he almost, I'd say, like his pigment was almost sandstony? Do you know the sad thing is they give all the credit for the unusual death to the guy. What about the turtle? That's got to be an unusual death for a turtle. He's <laughs> swimming along minding his own business and Eagle swoops him around and throws him at a bald guy. I thought I was going to die on a rock like a normal turtle. And no points to the Eagle awarded for what a great shot. Have you ever tried dropping a turtle? Like, do you know how high up you need to be mm. to drop a turtle to split it open? And to land it on a dude's head. And he didn't even drop it. It would have been like throwing down. It was enough to crack the turtle shell and make it lethal for whatever this guy's name was. And I can't believe that a turtle would just fall straight. They're kind of frisbee shaped. He would have had to take into account the angle. Yeah, and wind. And That was a really smart eagle. Yeah, it turns out eagles are quite marksmen. Yeah, I'd go as far as to say I think that eagle did it on purpose. <laughs> it was the eagle going... Dude, I swear it was a rock. <laughs> All right, so who else have we got? Draco, which is a great name for anyone. An Athenian lawmaker was smothered to death by gifts of cloaks and hats. He died because people kept giving him gifts. He sounds like one of those hoarder people who just have everything collapse <laughs> on themselves. <laughs> they were gifts, I swear. He should have just thrown some stuff out or given it away. Re-gift. But that's interesting that all the gifts were cloaks and hats. <laughs> were people just like, dude, your clothes suck? Hold on, at a theatre. So does that mean like, is that that thing where when people like throw things on stage? They say gifts, but it could go either like, well, it's the same as throwing flowers at the end. Mm. Or people were throwing rotten tomatoes and everyone's like, we were out of fruit. <laughs> well, throw your hat at him. Throw your anything get him because it said it was showered upon him and I'm wondering if that's literal like they just threw stuff on him until he suffocated under it the awkward part is when people come at the end and go like well if he's dead can I have my coat back <laughs> I can't really need that and the hint that it was done on purpose is he's a lawmaker <laughs> don't tell me that that was an accident they all got together afterwards <laughs> and went alright well, we killed the guy who keeps making all these douchey laws let's just all agree we were trying to help him we were praising him for his ability to restrict our freedoms or it was just like somebody choked him and then panicked so they threw their jacket on him and then other people assumed that that was just the part where you the throw guy. your jacket. And it wasn't until the end of the party when everyone was getting their coats like hey, there's a dude under here. <laughs> hey, he's dead he's suffocated under here. Maybe he was going through our pockets. Good! <laughs> the next one down I like. I can't wait to get past the Greek part because all these names are godforsaken. Archinidon of 
well pronounced. Like he was in a pancreas fight, which is basically no rules at the Olympics. The is it sounds like a pancake fight. Well, actually, it's funny you should say that because pancreation today is only fought in Japan, and all the strikes have to be open palmed. So it's like they're pancaking each other. <laughs> I hit you with my pancake. Hit you with my pancake. Pancake slap. I want to see people getting actual pancakes and using them to hit each other. That'd be great. I'd just end up using the frying pan. <laughs> I think I just haven't eaten lunch yet. Yeah, you're just hungry. That's <laughs> yeah, so this guy, he was in a stranglehold. The guy was choking him. He couldn't get out of it. And so to free himself, he kicked the guy really good, really hard. Probably in the nuts, let's mm. be honest. The guy got that kick and went, oh, that hurt. I quit. But upon the kick hitting him, it snapped the dude in the chokehold's neck. So he won the fight as he died. <laughs> and so the guys gave him the victory. So how would you be? You're like, I lost to a corpse. How was your fight? I killed him and lost. Well, what, <laughs> what do I have to do to win? I killed the guy and I still can't win. It's all politics. I swear to God. And the thing is, is you'll never be able to get him in a rematch. Yes. I can never get back my tainted victory. <laughs> in fact, I've actually seen that in the UFC where a dude had a chokehold on this guy. So the guy lifted him up. He had like his legs wrapped around the guy's neck. He was going out. You could see he was slowly going out. So he lifted the guy up and threw him at the ground, slammed the guy's head on the ground. And the guy, as soon as he was doing the choke, as soon as he hit the ground, like just went out because his head smashed to the ground. They're like, fight's over. You won, you won. And they sort of untangled his legs, got the guy's head out. And the guy was unconscious in the <laughs> chokehold. He knocked this guy out and they're like, you won. He's like, where am I? <laughs> what did I win? Both unconscious in the ring. <laughs> just two guys, one head in the crutch. <laughs> I fell asleep on another guy's wang. <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> I reckon that happens a lot in UFC. More than you'd probably know, yeah. All the cut fights never made it to air. Oh, they call it too raw for TV. There's the tortoise guy. So that happened in 455 BC. Does anything still exist from them to be an antique? That's uh, pretty old. Well, yeah, rubble. Basically, you could probably fit what exists from there in the boot of a car. I guess they got pyramids and shit. Yeah, well, the pyramids were way before that as well. Yeah, well, buildings and stuff. Go to a museum or something, you'll see some really crappy what used to be sword. Yeah, the only stuff that really exists is stuff that's been preserved and restored. Anything that's rock, that's a good chance. All metal from that time and that age is degraded into nothingness. I don't think a single pot has survived intact because you see, whenever you see Greek BC stuff there's always a pot with paintings on it, but you know at some point it was broken. So what about these little head things they've got here? I reckon they've been restored. They would have fallen apart by now. Are the, uh, what do you call them, busks? Yeah, that's a remake because if you're going to remake someone, just do it from two and a half thousand years ago. Yeah, that's what he looked like. There's a guy who got eaten to death by dogs because he smeared himself in manure to try and cure his dropsy. I don't know what dropsy is, but... I don't know what dropsy is. I don't know why manure would be a cure for it. And I don't know why dogs would be... Eating you because you're covered covered in in shit. I grew up on a farm. They'll eat sheep crap. But I don't know if that's worth killing a person over. I think there's more to that story than let on. If you had anything... I don't care what the disease is. Let's call it dropsy because we don't know what it is. And you just want to cure it. Would at any point you go... Maybe I should cover myself in shit. <laughs> Would that a thought ever occur to you? Like, if that even was a cure, imagine that cured it. I'd never think of that. <laughs> I'd, and some of you like, yeah, you know, cover yourself in cow manure. Don't be ridiculous. Come on, let's get medical about this. Like, aspirin. You do have a little slink between your teeth. I'll get you a toothpick, but just read this one first. Hey, I just, I'll just pick it out. I'm like, oh my God, it's poison. <laughs> a, a Greek tyrant was murdered by a poison toothpick. I guess you can poison anything they're going to put in their mouth. I'm always told to look after my teeth. Oral hygiene is so important.
important. If there's poison floss out there, that's it. I'm done. See, it's interesting about these because they're all very vague. Well, like, was there poison on the toothpick or was the toothpick made of a poisonous wood? It was poisoned toothpick. Wood absorbs stuff. So you could dip the toothpick in poison and then it just sit and wait. Was it done on purpose? Well, was it, was it an accident? Poisoned usually is on purpose. Well, you know, it could have just like gotten moldy or something sitting around. No, he was a tyrant. That's your hint. Oh, no, it says poisoned for someone to yeah. poison it. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, he's called a Greek tyrant. And generally, have you ever heard of a tyrant who was nice? It kind of denotes that he deserved it. They usually didn't have a good retirement plan. It was usually they were killed off before that. You just own everyone and treat them poorly until you die. It's a good life. And then the guy who poisoned the toothpick is now the new tyrant. Isn't that how it worked? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's when you could go, hey, it was me. I poisoned him. If we lived in a society where we were run by a king and you could We're kill- run by a queen. Yeah, but I mean like really not just a figurehead <laughs> thing. And the rules were that if you killed them, you would just automatically become king. Do you reckon you would go to the effort to kill whoever is in charge then? Because you're just asking to get killed. Yeah, because you're the next person to get killed. You've got like a target on your head now. Like you're in charge, mm. but also everyone's trying to kill you. But then are you really in charge or are you just the person who's it? <laughs> Tag, you're it. <laughs> you find that everyone before you was basically king for a week. <laughs> would you even follow orders from someone like that? You're just going to die soon anyways. And like, I'm going to protect you. Yeah, I'd procrastinate. You'd probably wonder if the guards are going to kill you because they might want to be king themselves. Yeah, they're closest to you and they're better you arm them to defend you. It's really just asking for it. Yeah, I always thought being king would kind of be a hassle in a society like that. Oh yeah, you got to do stuff. But do you think it's a good way to run Australia? We should go back to that system? Yeah. Scrap democracy and just have Wally whoever Lewis. kills the king. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. If Australia was to have its own monarch specifically from here, it'd be someone we'd really... Angry Anderson, I'd give him mm. a go. Or Paul Hogan would probably be the most realistic king. I- I'd be He's okay the old with... king though. I'd be okay with Paul Hogan. He's already used to being top dog. He wouldn't take it too far and he'd be kind of cool about it. I'd trust a Paul Hogan monarch. Hold on, what's this one? Just settle yourself and make sure you don't laugh too much because someone died of laughter after he saw a donkey eating a fig. Oh, that classic joke. I'm now curious, YouTube. You reckon something that happened in the BC era is going to be on YouTube? Probably is. No, I reckon that on YouTube somebody has... Hey, it was like the first one. Donkey Donkey eating eating figs. figs. Why is that hilarious? We're about to find out. This is going to be comedy gold. We're about to enter a new level of comedy. This is lethal comedy. We might actually... Oh, this says eating apple now. Oh, what? No. I think it needs to be a fig. No, it has to be a fig. It obviously has to be a fig because that's not funny. Eating carrots, eating a waffle. Why was it the first one to come up if there's none of them? Does it have to be a fig? Because that will... Apparently, that's, you'll die laughing if you see it. Ah, uh, Jake the donkey wanting some more fig. Oh, fig newtons. That was close, but that's a that's a biscuit. Is it? Yeah, fig newton. It's uh, like sultanas in a cookie. This was a bust. Let's look at this apple one then. then. I've seen animals like you know horses eat apples before right. is this really that funny so we couldn't find a donkey eating a fig so we got a donkey eating an apple all right let's see he's biting it i know this must be the lead up to the joke he hasn't got it oh there we go broke off some and then it just chewed it and swallowed it i don't get it i don't think this is meant to be funny <laughs> this looks like someone was on vacation saw a donkey and went oh, let's feed it so he died of laughter after watching a donkey eat a fig he told mm. a slave to give the donkey neat wine to drink to wash them down with and then having laugh too much he died so he saw this donkey eating figs he laughed his ass off and to him the crescendo he was like i've got the best call hey slave give him some wine 
<laughs> I bet that slave was happy. That sounds like a shitty story told by a slave to get out of why he killed his master. And also, do you reckon the slave was laughing too? Or he's like, I'm a slave, this sucks. Or the slave's telling it to someone later when he sees like someone eating a fig. He's just like, hey, why don't you get it some wine? Everyone just looks at him blankly. He's like, oh, I've seen this material kill. <laughs> <laughs> Ching from the free throw. <laughs> then he shoots, he scores. Uh, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> Biblical hero Roasted um, alive On a giant grill Here's a good one Deacon St. Lawrence This is St. Lawrence He was Roasted alive On a giant grill During a persecution Of Valerania Aspiridulis um, <laughs> we're still in those names I can't pronounce As he's being grilled alive He joked with his tormentors Turn me over I'm done on this side <laughs> And as a result He's the patron saint Of cooks, chefs and comedians Oh really? St. Lawrence is the patron saint of comedians Isn't that funny that it's lobbed in there First off He's being cooked alive So he's the patron saint of cooks Because he cooked himself <laughs> Whereas comedians And he knew when he was done And comedians It's uh, I, I'm, I Okay, this was 258 AD. That was probably fresh material then. But yeah, that, no, that, that does show the comedian like go out with a joke. That is actually a really good call because what you're not taking into account is he had the commitment to do it in real life. If I saw it in some like crappy comedy, I'd be like, ha 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 ha. But the fact that somebody committed to a punchline like that in real life. He made a joke to his tormentors, the people who were torturing him to kill him. He's like, hey, I got a good one for you. <laughs> Although, if you were roasting alive and you really want to get your skin off a hot plate, you'd tell them to turn you over. Can I have a try on the other side? Because I'm, like, dying. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't funny when he said it. They just thought that was hilarious the way it came out. I wonder if he got a laugh. I'd like to think he got a standing ovation for that one. you got to think it's a tough crowd. <laughs> Although, back in those days, before television, persecutions, executions, and all kinds of torture, that was TV to them. Everyone would rock up, buy oranges or whatever treats to watch mm. someone get hanged. You put a little comedy in there, you know, comedy, tragedy. <laughs> the Greeks love that. Executioners did have a bit of a sense of humor back then. If you look at like old torture things, there's kind of like this dark humor to all of them. It is. It's almost like irony of like, hey, if they talk too much, let's rip their tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> they have this guy who's a biblical hero who thrust a spear into the belly of a king elephant, which promptly collapsed on top of him and killed him. Oh, Again, like, like being beaten by someone who's dead. Karma is a vengeful elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what that's saying comes from. People would be more wary of karma if it took the form of an elephant. Oh, absolutely. Alright, so let's move on to Middle Ages. Alright, so we're going forward a couple of hundred years. That's all your old school ones. What was the last one? So you had... That was the... The last one, which was St. Lawrence, was 258 AD, which is antiquity. And in the Middle Ages, our first death is 865 AD, I'm assuming. Yeah, Middle Ages, that's around the 1000 mark. When I see something as a three-digit number, it's hard for me to absorb it as a date. <laughs> it's true, right? Without a one or a two in front of it, it's yeah. just a number. <laughs> All right. So what happened in 865? Ragnar Ladbrok. Famous Viking, but they say semi-legendary, which what a way to shit on someone's legacy. Like, mm. couldn't you just say legendary? Is it really necessary to say semi-legendary? Ooh, I read ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. nice, is it? Yeah. yeah. He gets thrown into a pit of snakes. But I reckon that'd be pretty normal. I was going to say that'd be pretty normal back then. Like, that'd happen a lot. But at the same time, he's a Viking. Do you know how many snakes there are in Norway or Denmark? None. That's a reptile. They can't live in snow. The preparation for a pit of snakes for a Viking, <laughs> someone went to a lot of effort. They specifically went, go find me snakes, keep them warm, bring 
him back here because I'm going to throw Ragnar. It's going to be great. That would have been quite an honor. Get the fuck out of here. There is the Wikipedia page for Snake Pit. There are motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. For a hole full of snakes, that's a lot of information. One, dig a pit. Two, chuck some snakes in there. Go to Snake Pit. When we do the Wikipedia page for Snake Pit... I'm unsure if I'm going to sleep that night. <laughs> That's Every just... time I close my eyes, all I see is snakes. <laughs> I don't play with snakes. I've got a serious problem with them. But I do like that they're in a hole. They can stay there. Yeah, I treat every snake like it's dangerous because I don't really know the difference. Though no if arms. someone dressed up as a ranger or something hands me a snake and stuff and they look like they're an authority, I'm fine. <laughs> Not me. If I feel that someone will get in trouble if this snake bites me, I'm fine. <laughs> you just need accountability. And then I'm putting it on me. I'm <laughs> trying to tie a bow on it. Throwing it in the air. <laughs> throwing it at other people then it's a laugh riot because worst case scenario I get bitten and die but he'll get in trouble exactly I am like ridiculously brave if I know someone else is going to get in trouble if I get hurt or die <laughs> when it's my responsibility I'm scared shitless if it's up to my decision I can't deal with snakes yeah. but if <laughs> if I know somebody's going to like step in at the last second if something's going wrong because they don't want to get fired or something I'm fine I need someone's career on the line here <laughs> before I go play with snakes. That's why I reckon tandem skydiving would be easy. Most situations where I would die, this guy dies too. And if he lands and he doesn't have me attached to him, then he's got a lot of explaining to do to someone. But I always put it down to, look, he's got so many shoots and something goes wrong. There is the possibility that he knows, because he's a professional mm. skydiver, hey, only one of us can live mm. from this. Like, something's gone wrong with the shoot. I'm attached to the shoot. You're not. If I cut you loose, I will live. If I don't, we both die. That's a big call to make it. I don't want that decision left up to him. No, we need to discuss this. You're coming down with me. Just hold on to him. <laughs> Dear life. <laughs> yeah, that would suck being attached to somebody and they're just saying to you, now there's a bit of a problem. I'm gonna cut you loose. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you took my 200 bucks. Come on. What was that about a noose? Ah! <laughs> What if he was saying to us, he's cutting your list. It's like, okay, you've got your own individual shoot that will self-deploy. What? No, it won't. <laughs> Are you just making this up so you can cut me loose? Yes. I can tell you that I am making this up because you're going to be dead and won't be able to tell anyone. <laughs> and I will say that you bravely sacrificed yourself. Damn, this rope is hard to cut. Would you're... you mind giving it a yank for me? <laughs> You'll probably get a mention in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about if you fall out of a plane and you know you're going to die because the shoot doesn't open you panic you freak out you'd probably pass out from the fear you wake up you've still got like a thousand feet to go <laughs> that's my problem i'd faint but wake up before i've hit the earth <laughs> now what do i do yeah and you'd have that moment of like waking up going where am i ah oh, is this a dream i'm flying okay enough going down i want to go up <laughs> oh, oh, damn it I can, why can i never control flying in my dreams i just fly uh, weirdly i like as the ground's getting really close like okay i'm sick of this dream wake up wake up wake up I pinch myself pinch myself <laughs> so yeah he was thrown into a pit of snakes hilarious <laughs> comedy gold oh here's a good one a guy was stabbed whilst on a toilet by an assassin hiding underneath that's the crescendo for me that is a really shitty hiding spot <laughs> thing, how many people used that toilet until the right one came up and how did he recognize him so does that mean he stabbed him up the ass well that's not gonna kill someone he would have had to go between the legs and up no you can kill someone up the ass you're just sort of think of the length of what you're stabbing you, someone with. You gotta bring a big If spear. I got a, a sword or something and I just positioned it and then wedged it right up. Right out through the mouth kind of thing. Yeah, even if I got as far as your stomach. Like skewer them. Yeah, like going through the intestines, up through the stomach. If I come out after that, you're not surviving. Not back in like 
92. Now you get a sword up the ass, oh. you're not crapping that out. It doesn't matter how hard you push. See, some of these are just crazy execution things. Like this guy was rolled up in a rug and then trampled by horses. So they basically just did the old, like put him in a rug, roll it up. Instead of throwing him off a bridge, they just put it in the paddock and let the horses mm. run over it. You probably couldn't use the rug after that either. Probably had a few stains on it. Maybe it was like one of those ink blots where they're <laughs> like, what does it look like to you now? Maybe it was kind of the point where the guy who did it was just like, oh, I like it like this. <laughs> it's got the blood of my enemy on it. What more could you want in a rug? What more could you want? Now when people enter my house, they'll give me the respect. When I tell you to take the shoes off before you step on my rug, you'll do it. That's probably why he was rolled up in the rug and trampled. I told him, take your shoes off. <laughs> As a gift, if I gave you a rug that was soaked in the blood of all your enemies... I'd love that. That'd be a great gift, right? It would be. <laughs> you vanquish my enemies and I get the rug to prove it. You can look at the rug and torment the rug knowing that that is the remains of your foes and enemies. You can dance on it, get your toes between the fibres and feel that blood. <laughs> oh, it's still wet. And you can relax now because you've got no more enemies. Exactly. And enjoy your rug. Because <laughs> even if other people didn't like it, it would look good to you. It would. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Charles II of Nevers. The greatest nickname I think I've ever heard. He was known as Charles the Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably before bad was like good, like Michael Jackson bad. It's so like it probably a, literally means bad. You mean how like, yeah, when people say it's sick, it's good. Mm. Like bad probably meant good back then. Like, do I look stupid? <laughs> no, stupid isn't cool. It's like fat with a PH. Did you read his death? No, I just saw Charles the Bad and flipped out. Like, I <laughs> want a nickname like that. Some doctor thought for a cure for some disease that he had that they should get distilled spirits and soak his sheets in it and you know how they used to use a lot of candles and fireplaces back then being that that was the only source of light because they hadn't figured out electricity yet fill in I the know blanks what's to gonna happen <laughs> a lamp fell on his head <laughs> no he caught fire yeah just <laughs> as they were fluffing the sheets I was reading a book at night yeah yeah really dry paper yeah yeah the candle had to be really close so I could read it yeah I was in bed yeah my highly flammable liquidated bed even kept some new oil for the lantern right near my bed where I could reach it. It's annoying. I spilled it all over myself. And then I reached for my goblet of uh, vodka <laughs> or some other highly alcoholic mixture, tipped it, the rest rides itself. <laughs> At one stage, I was playing that game, you know, where you put your hand over the flame to see how close and long you can hold it over. <laughs> and I forgot I'd been like squishing my sheets in my hands because I thought I saw a ghost. And then I became a ghost and realized I'd seen myself. Mm. Does that count as dying in your sleep? You know what? When people say the bed caught fire and they died in their sleep, no, they didn't. <laughs> if you're on fire, you wake up. I'm not a scientist, as previously stated, <sighs> but I'm pretty sure if I set fire to anyone at any point, they're going to wake up. I always wonder what's wrong with those idiots. I would totally smell the smoke and it would wake me up. So according to your opinion, the concept of a smoke alarm, <laughs> completely irrelevant. No, you just smell smoke and you wake up. Carbon monoxide doesn't make you even more asleep. Are they smoke alarms? I I thought they were the alarms that let me know when my wife was cooking dinner. <laughs> hey, dinner's nearly ready. <laughs> That's how I know. The whole house starts screeching. I'm like, oh, cool. Dinner's soon. For me, I just use them so that I know I'm not having a stroke when <laughs> I smell burnt toast. Something happened in my heart. I oh, know the, the alarm's going off. It would be really annoying if you had a stroke whilst you were making toast and the toast burned. That would be confusing. And then when you wake up, you're like, did I at least get my toast? No, I'm sorry. We saved you, but we lost the toast. No! <laughs> Take me! <laughs> not my toast! There'll be other toasts. I don't want other 
other toast. I want my toast. They've already been cremated. <laughs> you actually did it because when you had your stroke, it stayed in the toaster. At you least- know the numbers on the toaster are meant to refer to how many minutes it's down in? Really? Yeah. Ah. It works like a timer, apparently. People think that it's like degrees of hotness. They're either on or off, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty much on or off. Ah. So the thing's a timer. Most There's of the ones them. I've had in my life, they have like shades or something, like mm. dark light. But that's obviously just referring to time, isn't it? So you're telling me on my new, I got a brand new toaster. It's great. It has a crumpet setting. <laughs> yeah, the crumpet settings, I think, are different. Yeah, because it's different to cook crumpets. Because I think it has like an extra thing in there that it heats up that it doesn't for the toast. So wait, it gets hotter for crumpets. That's all it does. Yeah. It obviously, it gets hotter or colder, guys. That's all <laughs> toasters can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, toasters can only get hotter or not as hot. I was hoping it was going to, yeah, get like fan forced or something. Like it has some special, I don't know. You never know these days. Yeah. They probably have toasters that have like MP3 players and connect to the internet. <laughs> they can uh, email you to let you know your toaster's done. Ding! What's that? Oh, I just got a message from my toaster. The bread needs to be flipped. I've seen a toaster where you can put in different toaster stencils and it makes the picture on your toast. So you can actually see Jesus, which is the whole point of that. Because no one wants anything else on their toast except Jesus. See, that would be the fun thing. If you knew someone who was a very religious person, just do that for them every time they're around there and just theirs. And then when they say like, this looks like Jesus, it's like, oh, it doesn't. It's toast, you idiot. It's toast. That's just burn marks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's an exact like, <laughs> like Leonardo da Vinci picture. Jesus did say, you know, eat this bread for it is my body. But what about toast? Can we toast it, Jesus? Is that okay? If you could pick your own execution, what do you reckon you would go? This guy here, Duke of Clarence, was allegedly executed by drowning in a barrel of Mussolini wine at his own request. That wouldn't be as fun as drowning in water. Like, that's not as fun as you think. That well, definitely was nowhere near as fun as he thought it was. Because, like, you ever have wine up your nose? I don't recommend it. In your eyes would be horrible, too. Mm. And then, like, because the fumes as you try and breathe it. But ultimately, that's one of those, if you're going to go out, at least set yourself a challenge. All right, I reckon I'm pretty good at skull and alcohol. <laughs> now is the time to prove it. You fill this barrel up that I'm in. If I can drink at all I've done something and if not I deserve to die I claim that I could I would totally ask if being sentenced to die off old age is an option that would be nice I'd ask to be drowned in something that was so expensive that they could only afford up to my ankles in it well then they'd just probably hold your head under that's true we haven't got to the Darwin Awards yet but a guy died in three inches of rainwater wait this isn't the Darwin Awards not yet the Darwin Awards we're not up to where the Darwin Awards have been invented (laughs) (laughs) we're still in the middle ages now a guy in the Darwin Awards he was trying to get a candy bar out of a vending machine so he was rocking it and pushing it it fell on him and he got trapped underneath it with his head downwards and it rained the water went up three inches and he drowned in it because he wanted a Mars bar or something see if you look at the side of those machines too there's always a stick figure dying from being crushed by it that's why they have that (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you love to be one of those people who's like that warning's because of me (laughs) (laughs) I'd prefer to live to see it (laughs) like uh, Windex where it says do not spray an eyes yeah yeah I'll take credit for that oh I can't live to see it because I'm blind now but I did live to hear about about it. <laughs> I would like an obscure one where there's a restaurant that says no riding motorbikes inside. <laughs> People would hear that and go, gotta hear the story behind that one. <laughs> oh no, you gotta hear this, this is a good one. Oh, that's another Darwin Award. A guy bought a brand new camper trailer, really you know, top of the line, driving down the highway, put it on cruise control, then got up to make a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and from now on, the camper trailer people in their manual, it says you cannot leave the wheel when 
it's on cruise control. <laughs> hey, I just saw something that's caught my attention. We brought this up earlier. Man of Aragon died from a combination of indigestion and uncontrollable laughing. According to tradition, Martin was suffering from indigestion on account of eating an entire goose when his favorite jester, Bora, hey, remember that classic guy? Hilarious. Knock, knock jokes. He invented them. Um, <laughs> shortly after they invented the door, Bora was there to make the joke. He entered the king's bedroom. When Martin asked Bora where the jester had been, the jester replied with, out of the next vineyard where I saw a young deer hanging by his tail from a tree as if someone had so punished him for stealing figs. This joke caused the king to die from laughter. So figs were comedy gold back then. Yeah, they're kind of obscure now. Is that why? Like, is the translation for fig into other languages, like, dirty or something? Like, <laughs> why are figs so hilarious to ancient people? At least if we ever get stuck going back in time, just write a heap of fig, fig jokes. <gasps> That's all we need. That could have been us. If Maybe in the future we do travel back in time, and instead of Ben, you're like Bora, and I'm like somewhere with a Greek guy. I end up some Greek guy's slave. You end up a jester. <laughs> figs, man. Figs. We're going to get it on Wikipedia. What's Wikipedia? It's an internet page. What's an internet? Yeah, this is going to take too long. <laughs> yeah, I reckon if we ever go back in time, you and I will just get a donkey and a basket of figs and we'll tour around. We'll do a bunch of fig jokes and as the closer, the donkey can eat the figs. <laughs> People were much easier to entertain back then. <laughs> it sounds like comedy gold. Stick the figs up the ass, hey? Hey? <laughs> Nothing. No one laughs. Did you reckon if somebody's like way in the future looking back at the Wikipedia pages for now that they're sort of going like why did people think that cats were funny <laughs> like YouTube's full of them knowing how comedy works it is an evolution but it's also a cycle mm. so maybe those people will be like why are there cats everywhere why don't you do something funny I don't know like figs <laughs> I wonder if we put on YouTube a donkey eating a fig how many hits because there's clearly there's not one you... and this could be comedy gold do we know where a donkey is I was gonna say I'll get the figs you get the donkey because <laughs> I can get some figs damn it why do all our ideas get derailed because we need a donkey I know right <laughs> it's like every single one if either of us was a donkey we'd be famous by now it's like this original podcast had a donkey as the third host <laughs> we would have been so much more popular by this stage I know people are like oh tune into Ben Garth and the ass <laughs> that was the show yeah. I'm Ben Graw I'm Garth Rimmington <laughs> good one bro I Hang mean on. even when we were going to continue with it we we're like is it even a show without the donkey it's not really the donkey had better things to do he got a much better role than us um, he's in movies and stuff doing a fig commercial <laughs> <laughs> hey what did you see Edward II of England I haven't read this yet I just saw words and went okay I gotta hear this after being deposed and imprisoned by his wife Isabella and her lover Roger Mortimer I know mm. Roger Mortimer mm. not personally was rumoured to have been murdered by having a horn pushed into his anus through which a, a red, red hot iron was inserted, burning out his internal organs. So far, we've read two periods, the antiquity <clears throat> and the middle ages, and it all seems to be either death through butt or laughter from fig. What the hell's going on? That way of death, that was not spur of the moment. That was planned. That was well thought They through. had brainstormed that many a times. <laughs> well, how are we going to get the hot poker in there? What if we use like a horn? Yes, you're a thinker, Johnson. Because <laughs> you could have just slit his throat. You could have done anything. No, it's got to be through the butt and we've got to get it so it gets up into his organs. We don't want it to just like corduroyze his ass so he can't poo anymore. God, I mean, how pissed would you be if like Ellie and I confronted you and went, all right, we're together now. And you see this horn? Guess what we're doing with that? Oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's not a good day for you. <laughs> it's a bad day, yeah. And once again, reason not to be king. So after you've had the horn inserted up your ass, you're like, oh, this is painful. I hope this is it. This pain couldn't get any worse. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing over by that fireplace? <laughs> wow, that's red hot. Is it possible that this page was constructed by someone who's just a fan of ass death and fig humor? And then we have the Renaissance. Where people were more sophisticated, so maybe we'll see some really witticisms about figs. Tycho Brahe. Do you know what this guy? He's like some weird math guy, but he was also like this crazy party guy. He what? would actually be fun to do a Wikipedia page on, but at the same time, it's a boring title for an episode, so fuck it. Tycho Brahe. Yeah, see, no one knows who's Taco Brahe's. No, I don't. He had his nose cut off in a jewel, so he had a fake nose. Oh, cool. What was it made out of? Like metal? Or? Yeah, metal. Oh, that's wicked. Iron Nose Brahe, we called him. He had a pet moose that he got drunk and fell down the stairs. The, and it the died. moose fell down the stairs and yes. died because he got it drunk. Because he got the moose drunk. That's awesome. So he was kind of a baller. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> this guy... Uh, you know, mathematicians, man. We know they're party animals. Uh, that's right. I do remember hearing this, actually. He ended up dying because he was having such fun at the table of a party drinking and talking to everyone that he even didn't. when he needed to pee he didn't get up and eventually his kidneys burst you ever been stuck at a table it may not be having fun like you ever had someone tell you a story and you're just like can you please hurry up and end I need to go to the bathroom and they just ignore that and they just pin you down that's my idea of the worst death ever like yeah. I need to pee really badly this person's telling me a boring ass story I just want to pee they won't let me oh and now I'm dead from being polite I feel that my body would kick in and just make me piss myself at a certain point. Doesn't your body have a point where it's like, look, if you're not going to go to the toilet, it's happening. happening. Like it gets taken out of your control completely. <laughs> there's got to be a point, right? There's safety valves being unleashed. Like there's got to be like, if your bladder is like this tank, when it hits a certain level, there's just got to be this auto Flush. release. Yeah. When the pressure builds up sooner or later, it's coming out. Just for everyone out there, if you ever need to pee, you're at a party and someone will not leave you alone, just piss on their leg. That does get you out of any conversation. That fixes at both problems simultaneously. You just gotta whip it out, piss on them. They'll probably keep telling the story for a couple uh. of seconds. What are you doing? I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> and I hate you. Yeah, it is weird when you see somebody who's fully clothed pee themselves because you see this wet patch appear on them. But then slowly the wet patch starts expanding Bending. and growing. And then you see it like their shoes getting wet and then the puddle on the floor. <laughs> By that point, it's fully set in what's happened. Because uh. there is that moment where you see the wet patch where you're like, what am I looking at here? Because <laughs> you don't expect to see someone piss themselves in front of you. Yeah, and then as it expands, mm. you're like, and because after they're finished peeing, it's still expanding as it absorbs into the clothes. So you're aware of it only after it started. <laughs> then you become aware of exactly what is happening. And then there's this point where they're like, I'm done now. <laughs> and you're like, it's still happening. <laughs> The only time I've ever seen someone pee themselves is as either been a small child or an intoxicated adult. Which are the only acceptable times to piss yourself. <laughs> it can't just be like, you know, the toilet's so far. I don't want to undo my fly. Come on, what am I, Superman? Though after you pee yourself, you're not getting in any more clubs anymore. That's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> I know a guy who threw up down his shirt so he wouldn't get kicked out of a club. He's at the bar and the bartender's right there. And he's like, I'm going to chuck. The second the bartender turned, he pulled his collar up right down went right through so he had vomit all over his pants but that's under the bar that's awesome so he stayed and kept drinking because he's not a quitter <laughs>
<laughs> hey, another guy died laughing. Where? Does this one have anything to do with figs? No. Charles II had taken the throne. You know, that old chestnut? <laughs> he laughed to death when he heard some guy was now king. I guess the guy was kind of a douchebag. Wait, wasn't Charles II the same dude? Was that? No, that was Edward II. No, Charles II. Ah, it was thing. Charles the Bad. He soaked and caught on fire. Oh, uh, if this guy laughed when the guy got in charge, he would have found it hysterical <laughs> when he died. You should have stuck around for the closer, bro. I mean, it just got funnier. So this Charles the Second is he just a bit of a dickhole? Well, he's Charles the Bad. Yeah, I don't think you have to read too much to find out he's a bit of an ass. Either that, or he's just got a really bad publicity team, like the marketing strategy. Look, we want you to come across as like a bad boy, you know, like cool but hardcore. So we're going with Charles the Bad. Won't people think that that means I'm like not a nice guy? <laughs> no, no, no. You get all the chicks, man. By the way, you're gonna be king. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you had to be there. Here's a guy who died by breaking his neck by tripping over his own beard. You kind of got to respect that when your beard's so long, you can trip up on it. Well, it was basically one and a half meters. That's pretty cool. At that point, though, you kind of got to blame yourself. In 1771, Adolf Frederick, the most famous Adolf. <laughs> He's the guy who restored the name. Yeah. Well, he made the name a good name and everyone went... Well, that's yeah. when the name was all right. After Adolf Frederick, you knew that if you ever met an Adolf, mm-hmm. he was a cool guy. You could mm-hmm. trust him, especially to run a country like a king or I don't know dictator mm. might not a lot of Adolfs these days he died after digestive problems after eating a meal of lobster caviar sauerkraut sm- smoked, smoked herring, herring and champagne. champagne you prick that is like the best sounding meal ever I would great eat- last meal if I'm ever on death row that's what I'm saying I want the Adolf Frederick special please because <laughs> then you save on the electric chair guys save the power bill just get me some champagne caviar although it's probably really expensive I would love to see you when they're going I want what Adolf Got. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Want us to shoot you in a bunker? No, no, other Adolf. No, Adolf, no. Adolf. King of Sweden! King of Sweden! No one knows. It's just gibberish with this guy. <laughs> so he topped it off with 14 servings of his favorite dessert, Semla, served in a bowl of hot milk called Hetvag. He is thus remembered by Swedish school children as the king who ate himself to death. There's probably kids' books about him. It's like, that's their version of that caterpillar yep. who ate something. You know, the how the first day he ate an apple. Well, you know, it's like, you know, the woman who ate the spider, then Adolf ate that woman. Wasn't the woman who was eating the spider more a problem solver than hungry? Well, yeah, but she kept going up the chain until she ate everything. Yeah, but that it's was like more he... to solve the problem because well, yeah. she had the spider, but then she <laughs> swallowed a bird to get the spider. Yeah, which wriggled and jiggled and wiggled inside her, but then she swallowed a cat to get the bird. Yeah, so everything that she eats, eats the thing that she ate last. Well, he could have been doing that. I mean, we all remember the old nursery rhyme. There was an old Adolf who swallowed a lobster to get the caviar to eat the sauerkraut to stop the smoked herring to wipe out the champagne because he had 14 it doesn't rhyme so much does it 14 say servings of his favourite dessert that's a lot of servings how big is it that's the question was it just little like are we talking like uh, does Swedish eat a lot like do they have big banquety like Germans or Greeks I don't know I've never been to a Swedish banquet and sitting there just going like mm. Yeah, I could go for fourteenths. <laughs> or was it like a like I love this so much I can eat fourteen of these? All right, the chef can do that for you. Oh crap! Now I have to back it up. Don't want to look like an idiot. What's the bet that he only stopped because they ran out? Yeah, fourteen's an odd number to stop at. The chef was like, "I'm sorry, sir. We only why am I doing a French accent? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We only had the fourteen servings. No, you got to say it in the traditional Swedish language. Booty 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 boo. Booty 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 boo. Booty booty 
that's how he sounded. That's exactly, that's exactly how the chef sounded. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not up to date with my dialect, but I'm pretty sure that in the 18th century, that's exactly <laughs> the words he used. <laughs> that means, do you really want 15ths? Because we've run out. <laughs> okay. Look at this. There was this William Snyder. We're up to the 19th century now. Who was a 13-year-old boy who died at a circus when a clown swung him round by his heels. Jesus. There are a lot of kids who were scared of clowns. Yeah, this is a good reason for it. We've just been taught, like, what kind of clown grabs a kid by the heels and swings around? Like, this will be <laughs> awesome. It's 1854. It is a long way from being released. <laughs> He's probably the inspiration for yeah. it. Snyder, like spider. Well, that's the kid who got killed. The guy who killed him is unnamed. <laughs> An unnamed clown. Yeah, from then on, he's just like, I'm just sticking to my fig material from now on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, not dying from being swung by the heels. How do you, does that mean he hit something with his head? How do you die from being swung around by the heels? There's not enough information there for me. Either, yeah, you would hit your head or surely there'd be like a blood flow thing. Yeah, maybe, but then you just pass out. It's all going to your head. That's what you need to keep alive. But if basically enough blood flowed up there for you to pass out, no, it's still swinging you around. That's true. It's all going to stay there, can't get out to refresh and you just drown in your own blood. Like, I don't reckon he was swung around for like two seconds or like 30 <laughs> seconds. This was probably like 10 minutes of swinging. He ran out of material. He's like, I got to pad it out. Just keep swinging the kid. I just imagine the kid's like in horror, like, please, I'm dying. Hey, <laughs> kids, I'm swinging him around. Help, I'm going to die. Why doesn't someone stop that clown? <laughs> this is my big closer. This bit kills. <laughs> nah, I already used that joke. Yeah, that's okay. It's relevant for every single death we've got here. <laughs> Pretty much every single one where it's like, this person died in a comedic way. Well, that joke killed. <laughs> okay, so here's a good one. A lawyer died, which is always good. That's funny already. Yeah. And he was defending a politician, which also great. A man accused of murder. This lawyer accidentally shot himself, killing himself, by demonstrating how the victim may have accidentally shot himself. The client was cleared. So this lawyer's like, my client did not shoot him. The guy shot himself. See, it could have been like, bang! Oh, my lawyer's dead. Case that is dismissed. The, that is the greatest argument ever, though. <laughs> you can't. Because how can you dispute that it's plausible now? Would the prosecution like to give their rebuttal? Nah, I'm good. I've got, I got nothing against that. <laughs> how can you prove he didn't just die? Yeah, if you're the other lawyer, how do you follow that argument? That's, <laughs> it's tough. You turn to your client and just go, I think he won. Look, we're just going to have to chalk this up to experience. <laughs> okay, that's just where we're at now. <laughs> Damn it, I really thought I had it this time. <laughs> he used the shoot himself defense. He always uses it. He's like, I've got an argument that I think will work. I'd wager my life on it. <laughs> and this other guy in 1884, he tripped on the pavement and severely bit his tongue. And then his tongue became infected with gangrene. Ultimately leading to his death, which isn't funny. So you can die by biting your own tongue. Yeah, so don't bite your tongue, guys. Be um, careful with your teeth then. No, absolutely. And I guess that is unusual. All right, we're up to the 20th century and this is where things start getting a lot more detailed because we've got pictures. We've got a lot more accounts. Up until then, it was all kind of of like, you know, wives' tales and urban myths. We've got a picture of an elephant being hung. That is an interesting picture. Just By a crane. Clearly someone has hired a crane to kill an elephant. Why would you do that? Where is the thing for that? Because that only says... Right, right there, um, 1916. The day after Mary, a five-ton cow elephant killed a trainer for the Sparks World Famous Shows circus. She was hanged by the neck from a rail car mounted industrial crane. A veterinarian examined Mary post-mortem and determined that she had an infected tooth in the spot the trainer had probed her. 
So the trainer poked her in the mouth. She stomped the guy because her tooth hurt. That's and they went, you know what? We've got to kill this elephant and we're going to treat it like a person. We're not just going to like put it down. We're going to organize a crane to hang it. Well, I've also heard of an elephant being electrocuted oh, yeah, yeah, by that was, Thomas Edison. Yes, that was why America has shitty electricity now. So that's the weird thing. Out of all the animals that I've heard about being executed, the only things I can think of are elephants. Yeah, they've been hung and electrocuted. Not many other animals have been hung and not as many have been electrocuted. And then, yeah, I've heard of elephants being shot. Okay, all I need to know is has there ever been an elephant stoned to death? <laughs> and they've covered all execution methods. But like, have they ever hung another animal? That what? seems like a weird way to kill an animal. Elephants, their neck's not really a, like, it kind of goes straight from head to body. Like, you got to find mm. I think it's more like a guy going, like, an executioner, like, yeah, I could hang an elephant. Like, I'm so good. What's the biggest animal? An elephant. I could do that. That was to settle a bet. That really that was. That was definitely to settle a bet. Well, it didn't just happen organically. Someone literally went, how do you hang an elephant? We need a crane. Where can we get a crane? It has to be one so big it can hold an elephant. Well, it's going to have to be attached to the train cars. We've got to look up train tables. We've got to get the guy who can use it, the crane operator. We've got to align this up. We've got to bring this elephant elephant to the train tracks. There is so much involvement and logistics in hanging an elephant, something I'd never want to do. You could have just like put it down. Just part of a task force where they sit in there and go, all right, brainstorming session. We've got an elephant. How do we execute it? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we got that new crane no one uses. Yeah, let's yeah. use that. I just bought this crane, but no one's hiring it. We need a publicity stunt to get the word out that I've got a crane for hire. How much could it hold? Oh, I reckon it could hang an elephant. And hence the old expression, I reckon it could hang an elephant. You also have Jack Daniels, who's the, the Tennessee whiskey guy. Yeah, Jack Daniels, not Jim Beam, the other guy. Yeah, well, that's Tennessee. Jim Beam, he would be Kentucky because all bourbon comes from Kentucky. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how most of the alcohols are segmented off is... Is that the difference? Because they're essentially the same thing, aren't they? Pretty much. Pretty much. It's just that one's from a different state. Yeah, so this is from Tennessee because you have scotch has to be from Scotland. Tequila has to be from Mexico. I think vodka can be from anywhere. Yeah, like bourbon has to be made in Kentucky. Okay. He died from an infected toe after angrily kicking a safe he could not get open. Yeah. Citation needed. Citation needed. We don't know for sure. But you generally don't kick safes. It doesn't help. I mean, if you can't get into it with dynamite, what do you think kicking it's going to do? I think what he should have done is just had a drink. Yeah. Relax. Maybe the drink was in the safe. <laughs> that was the problem. Oh, he had some around. He's Jack Daniels. <laughs> if he didn't have it in his hand, it was within reach distance. Definitely. He had barrels of this shit. <laughs> I it's mean, like I was just in a beer mood. <laughs> Here's a good one. An unnamed person was beaten to death with a Bible during a healing ceremony. Damn Bible bashes. Cure you. Cure him. Lord, cure... Oh, he's dead. In all fairness, he doesn't have arthritis anymore. That's true. He's fixed. The Lord giveth. <laughs> the Lord taketh away. <laughs> the Lord giveth. The Lord beateth to death some guy with a Bible. <laughs> hey, he if, works in mysterious ways. If God didn't want people beaten to death with Bibles, he wouldn't have made them so thick. He would have had less to say. And that happened in Honolulu, which isn't that which Hawaii? Now that, yeah. Yes, that makes a lot more sense because, okay, if you tried to beat me to death with the Bible it, or if I did that to you, that would take us a while. You put a Samoan with that Bible on either of us, even a light tap's probably going to put us in a coma. <laughs> And you got to think the person being hit with the Bible is already sick. Exactly. And they're already like, yeah, heal me. Bunk. 
Oh, ooh. Mm. I was trying to get the Lord's message deep into you. <laughs> uh, so it was in a healing ceremony gone wrong. So that wasn't part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they had to say gone wrong. Like that wasn't normal. Anything on this page, we assume whatever plan was in place went wrong. Something- Except for the elephant one, strangely enough. Yeah. That just went perfectly to plan. Elephants and death through the butt. But figs and Bibles all above the table. Here's a good one. 1919, a large storage tank burst in Baston's North End, releasing a wave of molasses which killed 21 people and injured 150. We all know what molasses is. How quick was this wave moving? <laughs> like, if you got caught by a wave of molasses, it's kind of like, well, you know, what did you think? Did they're outside having a smoke. Like, is that molasses coming at us? Look, I'm just going to finish my smoke, then I'll move. <laughs> Dude, you might want to... No, 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 we've got plenty of time. Hey, did I tell you my uncle... Oh, what a sweet end. I know he said that he was only going to have one more smoke, but he said that for like three smokes. For three smokes. And the molasses wave was coming the whole time. He just had to walk at an amble pace away from it and he would have been fine. I bet there would have been like flies and shit around there for ages afterwards. Oh, it would have been one sticky, sticky situation. (laughs) Just everything would have been sticky. I would have taken the wave more seriously if it was treacle. (laughs) (laughs) How much molasses could you keep in a container? It was a storage tank. Like, why would you have that much? Because I'm thinking those big like petrol tanks and I understand why they have big tanks of petrol. But But why would you have anything of that size of molasses? In 1919, they used molasses for everything. Because molasses is kind of a Skewer. It's a byproduct from making sugar. So maybe they were selling the sugar like hotcakes, mm. but the molasses was just storing up. And they're like, well, should we throw it away? Like, mm. it's no one wants it really. No, 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 no. It's worth something. Some people will buy it eventually, right? I reckon that burst wasn't an accident. Yeah. Insurance on the molasses. What do you call a place that has molasses? Is it a molasses factory or a molasses farm? Because it, it comes from sugarcane. Yeah. So it's a byproduct from making sugar. Yeah, because it is from sugarcane, but it's a byproduct. So it's when you start treating it. So technically, like, a distillery it would be done in or because it's not even a it would be a factory but it'd be more like a sciencey factory but if I came to you with like an investment opportunity and I'm like do you want to go in on this molasses this distillery thing black gold maple syrup maybe I could talk you into that sounds pretty sweet because you're like that's gold like if you could get on a maple syrup business that's awesome molasses it's like who buys that because there are so many alternatives molasses is literally the crap left over from making good stuff out of sugar I grew up around molasses and stuff you put it on hay for sheep I mean I do have molasses in my pantry but I've had the same little like squeezy bottle for like four or five years wait does that go off you'd imagine it would because it's sugar hey you maybe have bourbon now (laughs) Thick, sticky bourbon. Smooth on the taste. I'll, I'll like, do us up a shot, and then we'll, like, we'll tip our heads back and then just have to, like, hold it there for a minute or two while it's slow. Good, good, I like this liquor. It goes down slow. Yeah. Smooth. <laughs> Smooth and slow. <laughs> With a nice sticky aftertaste. 1920s. Okay, so we've got, in 23, a dude financed a guy to search for Tutankhamun. He died from a mosquito bite, which became infected while shaving, which they call it the, because Tutankhamun's supposed to be cursed and if you do anything with that you die so he died of uh, infection which that happened a lot didn't it yeah well they weren't really good with infections in the 1920s or any the time best idea then. was put leeches on it yeah like let's suck out more blood that'll mm. fix it they, they used leeches for everything back then you know I can't afford my house payments on mm. my loan leeches my car won't start leeches but they would do like crazy shit back then where doing nothing was better than using what medicine they did yeah don't see a doctor like they would do bloodletting where they're like if you're 
sick, we should like drain blood out of you, the which is you a need. terrible idea when you're sick it and in general. If you've ever given blood, maybe well, don't give blood when you're sick. But if you did that, you would feel really crappy afterwards. Yeah, because even when you're giving blood, they're not doing it because it's great for you. Yeah, it's it not- is more a sacrifice you're making for humanity. It's just a small sacrifice. Does it matter? It has the flu in it. Yes, <laughs> it does. Ah, oh, but my doctor from mm. the 1920s told me that this will fix my hernia. Mm. But dying from a mosquito bite isn't really unusual because don't lots of people die? But, I mean, usually they get infected with something from the mosquito. Well, bite. usually it's like malaria or something. Just to die from infection because the amount of people like you got cut and beaten up back then. Like, yeah, they say people were stronger back in those days. I think that's because everyone who ever got cut died of infection. Like, it's not the cut that kills you. It's the time afterwards. Oh. Since someone and his brother were clubbing, clubbing a, a cassowary, cassowary. Which in if- Queensland. Woo! We made it. A 16-year-old and his brother. And the bird knocked him down and kicked him in the neck. Opening a large cut. And he died of a hemorrhage. Now... If you know anything about cassowaries, don't try and hit them. They have a deadly kick. They're big. They're angry. I reckon they're closer to dinosaur than they are to bird. They're like a really aggressive emu. Yeah, like one that's got an attitude problem. I reckon cassowary and emu, cassowary wins. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And the cassowary, it's, it's a bit more uh, exotic looking. <clears throat> like it's a bit mm. more flamboyant. It's the Rick James of emus. Mm. Like <laughs> comes in all sparkly and then just like, take that bitch. I always wonder, because you think about cassowaries, emus, and ostriches. When you think of birds, they're pretty much nothing how you would describe birds. Yeah, well, they can You think fly. of, like, small little things that can fly, but they're massive and can't fly. And emus especially have, like, those weird feathers where it's like, are they even technically feathers or is that something else? Yeah, like an ostrich Because it almost looks like a mix between feathers and fur. Is what yeah, they have. they're like that uncle who never got a job. Everyone else is talking about, oh, we're all engineers here, we're all doctors here. Yeah, I've been watching mad about you a lot lately. Because what they all look like is somebody got a bird head and put it on another kind of creature. Yeah, they started off with a bird and went... It's like they did the Greek thing. Hey, what if this was big? Hey, do the flip book. They look like normal birds after a radiation accident. Or maybe God just really wanted everyone to have like a huge chicken feast. Yeah, I love chicken wings. I just wish one was big enough to Mm. eat for the whole meal. I've always wanted to Flintstone an emu leg though. Do we even have cassowaries here? Yeah, that they're in Queensland. They're only in Queensland, I'm pretty sure. I thought Cassowary was a New Zealand thing. No, no, they got Kiwis. No, they're both. I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm pretty sure it's just a Queensland thing, actually. I know pretty much everywhere has everything if you count zoos. Australia has lions if you count zoos. Oh, we got all kinds of tigers, (laughs) lions, bears. Oh, my. Did they have at Australia Zoo, did they have, like, big cats there? Like, tigers and lions? Yeah, they got two tigers. How about lions? No, there were no lions or bears. Because you got Dreamworld. They've got Tiger Island. They've had that for Mm. ages. We got a lot of tigers here for some reason. Yeah, you should mix it up. Bring in a lion. I think lions are more interesting than tigers. If you want lions, just go to the circus. Yeah, not for long. They're trying to get rid of that. Really? But yeah. Like, oh, we don't like the lions are at the circus. What do you got against lions, man? Stop taking away people's jobs. <laughs> Apparently, it's the crazy, cruel ways that they get treated. Ah, uh, okay. So the fact that I get degraded at my job is not mm-hmm. a problem. But when the lion has to jump through a hoop, I jump through hoops every day because of my boss. No one's stopping me from being an accountant, which I wish they would ban that. But when you see a bear on a bicycle, that is not a trick that is taught with love. <laughs> but that involves the bear being beaten and whipped until it forces itself on that bike and learns to ride it. But in the circus's defense, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Especially if it's wearing a hat. Exactly. It put a pipe in its mouth. Oh my God. It thinks it's people. The transport for going from town to town is not really that great for people. So I don't think it's great for animals either. The lion gets its own cage on the train. Like its mm. own car. Did you see how many clowns have to shove into that little car? I think the animals have it way better. There is part of me 
me that's like, I see their point with getting rid of the animals, but at the same time, that's the best part of the circus. It's, Why am I going to the circus anymore? It's just a bunch of like sad hobos. Like, you know how like clowns will dress up like a hobo? That's not a dress up. That's literally their clothes. They've got as much clown <clears throat> stuff as they can on them. I saw a circus probably like two or three years ago and there was a clown there that was doing his shtick. And when I was watching it, it all seemed very familiar to me. And I realized that I had seen this same <gasps> clown when I was like 10 years old and, and 15 do- years later, he's still doing exactly the same stick. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever recognized a clown. You see a clown, yeah, that's a clown. But I've never seen the same clown. I probably have. But yeah, I just remembered his material. <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot funnier the first time I saw it. That's usually the case. Also because you were 10 and easy yeah. to amuse. I did like stuff so much better when I was 10. Although that's an incredible story as entertainers. He's been doing the same shtick for 15 years and he's still got the same job. That's awesome. I wish I could get that. Though I don't know if I'd want to be a clown. That's a pretty low level of comedy. That's right down there with mine. I think that's even below podcasting. Yes, yeah, slightly below us. Even more slightly below ventriloquist. <clears throat> but I stand by stand-up comedy is way above that. I know. No one is sort of a sin to say this as a comedian. I like ventriloquism. It's not. It's <laughs> fun, isn't it? It's fun. The puppet talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily bemused. I've said this before, I'm pretty sure. I don't care what joke I've ever written or heard. I've never seen or heard anything funnier than some guy who's a jerk getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> that is the funniest thing to me. <laughs> I always laugh. Uncontrollably lose my mind. It's just hilarious. <laughs> Simple things. You know it's a guy making a dummy talk? Yeah. He's like, ah, because that's got a funny voice. And he always disagrees with him. Oh, I love when I see the ventriloquist and the guy argue. Yes. I'm like, they disagree on fundamental things. <laughs> it's hilarious. Shouldn't they have covered this in rehearsal? <laughs> this show seems like chaos. Oh my God. And the way they're just able to improv with each other, it's like they know what the other one's about to say. Oh yeah, that whole stick where like the guy is trying to do a show, but then the dummy comes in and takes over the show and changes it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I always wonder if he didn't bring the dummy with him, what would that show be like? Because mm. that's not even a stand-up routine anymore. That's just a guy saying stuff with no one giving a punchline. <laughs> so he's kind of reliant on this person, in inverted commas, who looks crazy and wacky. Imagine signing up to be the straight man in a duo. <laughs> where you're the only person. I'm just going to be the boring one. That would be the jealousy thing. Like people coming up to you and going like, oh my God, I'd love to meet this guy. And it's like, it's a puppet. <laughs> it's like Jeff Dunham everywhere he goes. Can I meet Peanut? Fuck you. I can do the Peanut voice for you. That's no, no, as no. Much as I'll do. No, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. Can he sign this? Okay, I can say, no, Peanut has to sign it. Put the pen in his hand, mime it around. <laughs> It'd be kind of degrading. It'd be weird having like the puppet out and you're doing it with people and they're looking at the puppet and giving the puppet eye contact while it talks to them. That's what people do. In fact, they did a thing on, I think it was Jay Leno or something, where Elmo was a guest and they're having some sound problems. They're like, why can't we hear Elmo properly? Because the sound guy had lined the boom mic up with the puppet. <laughs> Awesome. The guy behind the couch, like it's kind of, almost kind of muffled. What's going on? He's behind the couch. <laughs> Dumbass. That's awesome. <laughs> that is the point of ventriloquism is to make people believe it's alive. There's this guy. He's a New York ventriloquist. Terrible in terms of like you can when he does ventriloquist, you always see his mouth move. He's known as like just the most hardcore ventriloquist. Like his dummy says horrible, disgusting, racist things. It's just the most 
foulest mind you could ever believe. He was busking in Central Park doing his ventriloquist act and a couple walked up. There was a black guy and a white woman. The dummy didn't call the guy black. He was using the N-word. This guy got so pissed off. He stabbed the dummy. That's awesome. That's a win. If you're a ventriloquist, you're like, I made him believe the dummy was calling him an N-word. And you see, people were so fooled by that. He's actually reading it on the page for unusual deaths. (laughs) (laughs) He's right there. (laughs) People thought that the puppet was real, so they put him on there and said, I think it's dead. They'll hate the dummy. They'll be like, dude, yeah, you're cool. You're really talented. You're a nice guy. I like that. You should do something about that dummy. Being a ventriloquist for you would be a lot like doing a podcast with me, where you could have someone who could say the horrible, offensive things where you go, that's that guy, not me. Exactly. Like, I've just said N-word a couple of times. If I was ventriloquizing you, we know what would have come out. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are just unfortunate. Like, there was a skydiver who tried to break the record for the highest thing, but he got so high he passed out. His suit depressurized, and he died four months after the attempt because the, his mm. brain got damaged from the oxygen. Some maintenance people got killed when a warhammer exploded. during A, the a main- water hammer. A water hammer. That, that makes more sense. <laughs> what is a water hammer? Like, you know, like mining, they use uh, water so that you don't get dust. That's just an unfortunate accident. So, from the 30s all the way to the 60s, nothing funny happened. No figs. Hold on. Here's a guy who's an actor. Gareth Jones is an actor who died between scenes in a live television play. Underground. Other members of the cast improvised lines such as, I'm sure if so-and-so were here, he would say (laughs) to compensate for Jones' absence. So he died between scenes. Instead of like, well, this is a terrible Mm. tragedy. Well, they're all like, what are we going to do about the play? The show must go on. Well, that's where it comes from. If it doesn't apply here, it doesn't apply. Hey, I'm letting you know now, if you die partway through a recording. I'm finishing the episode. We're not doing it again. I'm sure if Garth were here, he would say (laughs) (laughs) whoopity There, there's a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if Garth, he would say, I don't know, something and make some weird sound effect. I'm sure if Ben were here, he'd say some sort of racial slur. And <laughs> See, then you'd have to take that and say that in my honor. Ugh. But, can... then, but then like the ventriloquist, it's not my fault. I'm just saying what he'd say. Someone who fell asleep smoking was cremated herself. Well, that saved all kind of money on the funeral arrangements. Gotta have a last cigarette before you die. Well, you may as well, actually. Yeah. Is that really the time to quit smoking? You did it. You beat cancer. Though, does she still count as someone who died of smoking? Yeah, cigarettes did kill her. Not the smoking, the cigarettes. See, that would be a fun thing for them to put on the packets. Caution, do not fall asleep while smoking this. Especially if you have highly flammable sheets. But if you got like the packet of cigarettes without the picture on there, if it just had a person sitting in a chair on fire. I just like the idea of a person asleep on their couch with the cigarette, like it's just about to go off. Warning, cigarettes may relax you to a point where you can fall asleep. So much so that you will not wake if you catch on fire. That's more an advertisement at this point. <laughs> wow, I wish I was that relaxed. And it would end up being like a Rage Against the Machine album cover. <laughs> <laughs> Kill it in the name of. <laughs> and she smoked till she died. <laughs> I was listening to the album of theirs with that on that the other day. That's actually a really good album. It is. Ten songs on it. Good Rage Against the Machine. Not the main guy, but the rest of the band are now working with uh, Cypress Hills Be Real. Oh, yeah. They're doing some really cool rappy, rocky, hardcore. It's a whole new world. You want to hear interesting Rage Against the Machine They did a song Called Snoop Outs Which is what? Rage Against the Machine Doing the beat While Snoop Dogg raps Probably wouldn't have Had the socialist Impact that they usually no. The undertones Of capitalism Is bad <laughs> Totally out the window And it is Snoop Dogg Doing Snoop Dogg Snoop D-O-double-G Doing the same Freaking thing He does every single time I know he makes A line where he References Everyone knows I keep an ounce In the house <laughs> So it's all about His extravagance I have all kinds <laughs> Of stuff all the time Corporate entity 
entities are destroying our... Snoop, you're not helping. I remember hearing a song of his, which is now I think about it, probably most of his songs, that ended up just sounding like a list of everything he's bought. <laughs> I got me a brand new car, fully loaded. I got a motorcycle, a big garage from two. I just bought some caviar, went and got milk, full cream, bitch. This is like every time in that song he hit the chorus, it was about him having a mink coat on and the color would change each time. So it's like he has all these mink coats just... that drags on the floor. And... That he's dyed to make it, even mm. though it's mink, which is a lovely fur, he's just got to let us know that he has absolutely no taste and he has to make it a different color, which is gross. Yeah, and he says he lets it drag on the floor because that's pimp shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. argue with that. Oh, oh. What's oh? 1975. After watching the Kung Fu Capers episode of The Goodies. You remember The Goodies? I do. Yeah, that was awesome. A man named Alex Mitchell <coughs> laughed continuously for 25 minutes and then fell dead on his sofa from heart failure. Was Kung Fu Capers the one where they have that huge fig fight? It must have been. <laughs> <laughs> there was a donkey. There was a king put in charge. I think his name was Charles II. Who was that? That was Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan, and another guy. No, no, that's the Goonies. This is oh. the Goodies. Oh, yeah, good. I always get Goodies and Goonies mixed up. Goody, goody, yum, yum. Apparently didn't do that well in anywhere but Australia. Apparently they were really popular here, but not so much anywhere else. Like, even huh. England was like, oh, yeah, that was a show. But Australia was like, like, I remember listening, I was listening to 4KQ because I used to only have an AM radio in my car. So that's what you listen to when you only have AM. They actually got, and this was like 10 years ago, they got one of the goodies over here for an interview. And he's like that going, yeah, you people are the only ones who care about me. <laughs> no one else totally left by myself at, in England. Only we were the Goonies. <laughs> exactly. Laughing 25 minutes <clears throat> and then dying from laughter. According to this page, dying of laughter is more common than you'd think. What if somebody listens to one of our podcasts and continuously laughs for an hour and a half? until they die of laughter. I would be so proud. I would take that. Like, that's the sort of thing, like, I reckon if I was one of the goodies, that would be something I'd just <coughs> brag about all the time. I'd bring it up whenever I could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen Kung Fu Capers? You know, someone laughed for 25 minutes. Killed them. <laughs> that's a pretty good review. I would probably put that, you know, you put little blurbs on the DVD. I would just put that on there. Alex Mitchell be sorely missed because he watched this and died of laughing. There was a Monty Python sketch about a joke so funny that a man would die. They start off, there's a guy on a table writing like this is what's his name he's about to write the funniest joke ever it's so funny that he'll kill himself he writes it then laughs and dies mm. and the English because it's during World War 2 translated into German they have to get different translators you know to do word by word mm. so that no one will die reading it one guy accidentally looked at the second word and got put into an institution for a month and eventually they translate into German and they went out into the trenches and they're all just going Zing Hung Wein Ding Tok I you're like mm. that's my German it sounded more Chinese and then you see all the Germans die and the Germans were like, we'll get them back. We're going to translate it from German back into English. And then it comes through and they put it on the English radio. But because they're German, it comes out Germanish. Like, yeah. so they go, two peanuts were walking down the street and one was assaulted. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're German. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy in 77, Tom Price, who was a driver in the South African Grand Prix, was killed after being hit on the head by a fire extinguisher. Ouch. So during the race? No, it said after his car traveling at 270 kilometers an hour, hit a 19-year-old huh. Frederick. So that, that kid got killed too. Oh gosh. Take him down with you. He crashed and then a person raced across the track to try and extinguish the burning car. And that's how he got struck on the head by a fire extinguisher. Wow. That was a really interesting day in racing. So he crashed killed a person oh the humanity this could not be any worse quick put the fire out before he dies bang well maybe he shouldn't have run over the fire 
Marshall's son. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like his dad. He's like, you motherfucker. He was running with the fire extinguisher to use it as a weapon. The fact that the car was on fire already was a pure coincidence. It had nothing to do with it. In 1978, Kurt Gödel, an Austrian-American logistician and mathematician. And fussy eater, apparently. Yeah, he died of starvation because his wife was hospitalized and he refused to eat food prepared by anyone else. Now, I'm trying to figure out if that's sexist or not. <laughs> that's lovely that he wouldn't eat food, but maybe he's just one of those guys who doesn't know anything about food preparation. And so it becomes like, well, why don't you just get someone else to get your food? Go buy your food. No, I don't know how to do that. That's my wife's business. I sort of relate to this guy a little because <laughs> eating for me, I forget to do it unless I'm with somebody. And they're like, let's get some food. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if someone goes, let's get some food. I'm like, that's right. I'm hungry. That's right. But throughout the day, every now and then I think I'm hungry, but then I'll get sidetracked and start doing something else. <laughs> I'm hungry. I wish something could be done about that. <laughs> oh, well, back to what I'm doing. Even today, like I've just realized, like I haven't actually gotten around to eating anything yet. And that's probably why I was so enthusiastic when we were talking about pancake fights at the start. <laughs> that got really cool. As soon as we cut this recording, I'm making pancakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Earned my treat. <laughs> I sometimes do cook meals. My wife and I have a thing where there are meals that I cook and meals that she cooks. But usually when it's my turn to cook, it involves her coming up going, do you want to cook dinner now? You have to be told. I have to be prompted because I will completely forget. And it's not that you're trying to get out of it. It's that literally I'm just not thinking about it. So I could accidentally starve myself to death if I got sidetracked. Or my... <laughs> you're there like bedridden like, oh my God, I feel so terrible. What's wrong? I'm really hungry. <laughs> Why don't you eat something? Hey, that's a good idea. If my wife is ever hospitalized, just come around here every now and then and say, Ben, you want to come get a burger? <laughs> <laughs> John Bowen, some 20-year-old from New Hampshire who was killed in a halftime show when a model plane shaped like a lawnmower crashed into the stands. Ouch. First off, it's a model plane. So, no, that's a flying lawnmower model. That's not a model plane at all. And it's my understanding that they would have had to have the clothes casket for that because his hair would look terrible. It would look <laughs> like he lost a fight with a lawnmower. Because <laughs> no, he literally a, did. He'd have a wonderful crew cut. He'd have that total flat top thing going on. I don't know who was behind that. I've got an idea. A flying lawnmower. Nothing can go wrong. That's genius. You know how you shouldn't stick your hand underneath the lawnmower? What if we could put everything under the lawnmower? Yeah, that was obviously going to happen. And also, because of the way a lawnmower is shaped and stuff, the blade underneath would not be the flying blade. What if we had a lawnmower that could fly and had more than one blade spinning? Here's a guy who walked into the tail of a helicopter. I think that's happened a lot, though. I like that they put was partially decapitated. So he died with the head still attached, but not so much that you'd say it wasn't a decapitation. He probably had one of those two-faced things going, but instead of the acidy side, it was nothing. It was like a couple of feet behind you. But hey, he's still beautiful from a profile. And from this angle, he looks fine. <laughs> Here is a tennis linesman who is struck by the ball in the balls. Oh! And fell off his chair. Okay, that's pretty funny. I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> that's pretty funny. He copped a ball to the balls so painfully, fell off his chair and died. For a brief second, he had three balls. <laughs> Uh, and that would suck. You're in absolute pain. You've been hitting the balls. So much so that you fell off your chair. And you know they have those really high chairs. So the whole way down, you're so encumbered in pain. That's it. You're dead. Your last thought is, ow, my balls. And that's not what you want your last words to be. Generally, if I could avoid that phrase completely, that would be great. But you don't want to end on that. Hey, here's one we know. 1993, Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee, accidentally shot to death in a scene in The Crow, which we all know about, when someone improperly loaded a prop 
prop gun. As in, they put real bullets in a gun. Imagine as an actor, you have to go round to get shot. That ends up being your cause of death. So even with like your death, you're actually standing there waiting for the cue to get shot. <laughs> you pretty much walk in front of the gun. You, you walk there knowing that you're going to get shot. But meanwhile, wouldn't they have the best footage of your death? The lighting would be perfect. It'd be in focus and they'd get it. And also you're being shot. The director's like, okay, so you're going to walk in front of this gun. They're going to shoot you. Pretend you're dying. How long till they realize it's real, not <laughs> fake? Like, wow, he's a really good actor. How do you get the blood to come out and everything? I reckon if it ever happened to me, people would know straight away because like, no, that's too good in acting. <laughs> nah, dude. Something's clearly wrong here. Garth is believable as an actor. <laughs> 83. Travis Huger, he exploded into small parts when he exposed an eight pressure atmosphere change. So he was a diver who, you know how they've got to go yeah. in like those things? If they go down. Yeah, so he went down really deep, came up really fast came out and went, hey guys, that would have looked cool. Could you imagine like, cause he would have been in like some tank and then when the door opened, he would have come out and exploded. So it's like, just imagine me popping into the room and then I promptly explode all over you and everything. The whole room and you are now coated with me. It's just, it's lined with <laughs> undercoatings of Ben. And there's not enough left of me in one piece to even determine that it's me. He's evenly distributed. I'm part of the atmosphere now. Yeah, we're breathing in Ben. <laughs> Smells like um, roar in here. That sounds awesome, though. <laughs> Surprise! Boom! Some guy got angry while playing golf, so he threw his three wood. At which, a bench? Which hit the bench, came back and stabbed him through the heart. The shaft broke on the bench, and the piece that was broke off stabbed him in his heart enough to kill him. Wow, he was having a real off day that day. And he was 16! You had your whole golfing career to have a heart attack on the golf course. 16-year-old plays golf, though. Well, it's 94. Was that before Tiger Woods? He oh. made it cool. A lawyer in Toronto fell to his death from a 24th floor of the Toronto Dominion Centre while demonstrating to a group of visitors that the building's windows were unbreakable. I have heard this one. I remember hearing it when I was a kid. It's pure irony, isn't it? 93. <laughs> he threw himself against the glass, which indeed did not break. Instead, the window popped out of its frame and he fell 24 stories to his death. He was the guy who was responsible for having that put in there. And so to mess with people, he used to do that all the time because he thought it was funny. He's like, <laughs> I've had enough of my life. I'm just going to throw myself at this window. And he would run as hard as he could and jump into it. And the person would be like, no. And then he'd bounce <laughs> off and he'd go, ha, ah, you thought I was going to kill myself. It's unbreakable. And- I like he's that confident. I'm never that confident with anything I ever do. I built some chairs this week. I'm afraid to sit on them. They're, <laughs> They're just- ornamental only now. Exactly. They're just decorative. Put like a teddy bear on it carefully. But this guy 24 stories up, it's glass. I know glass is tough, but it's glass. We've all dropped a glass. What happens when you drop glass? It would have been that what the fuck moment because you're not expecting the window to pop out because he'd be like, wait, I'm falling. Didn't smash through the glass. There's this glass in front of you. So technically you're still connected to the glass, but you can see everything outside it just getting closer. I would see it as a great thing for the glass if when he hit the ground, the glass hit the ground he landed on top of the ground he died but the glass was fine <laughs> that'd be a good ad for the glass that would be a great glass ad 
Not a great ad for the people who did the fitting of the glass, yeah. though. Could you leave us out of it? But uh. also, 24 stories. That's a long time to think about how stupid that was. <laughs> you said it was a running gag you had. The amount of people who go, oh, dude, you shouldn't test faith like that. And so 24 stories of just thinking all the times he thought to himself or told people, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm fine. Don't tell me what to do. I've done this before. Never had a problem. What about the person who he's doing the gag for? And you're explaining to the police going, I don't really know what happened. He just said, watch this and then jumped out the window. (laughs) Check this out. Smash. Wow. That's, he wanted me to see him die, I guess. (laughs) He wouldn't have known the punchline. You wouldn't have known that the glass is unbreakable and that's the point. You don't know that something's gone wrong. It's like when a magician like falls over on stage and you don't know that that's not part of the gag. (laughs) Just... You'd just be sitting there thinking, is, is this a trick? <laughs> I do remember hearing about somebody who, for this form of suicide, decided to book a helicopter tour. So they got someone to take them up in a helicopter. And then when they were over the city, they jumped out of the helicopter. Oh. And I thought, imagine being the guy who's the helicopter pilot going like, well, if you look out on the left there, you can see that bridge. Oh, wait, don't don't get too close. Don't, wait, wait. Hey, hey, what are you doing? No, no. No. <laughs> and then you're on your way back rehearsing the story you're yeah. going to tell to your boss. <laughs> I swear to God, he jumped out. I did nothing of the sort. I did nothing wrong. Because if you're a helicopter pilot who goes out with a passenger, coming back without that passenger is a big no-no. Like, that's going to kind of kill your pilot career. You're ground-based now. You can sit on the radio for the rest of your career. Because you spend the whole flight back just going, what am I going to say to them? I just tell them the truth. No one's going to believe the truth. I don't even believe it. I'm still figuring out what the hell just happened. How do I even start this? Hey, guys funny story (laughs) if you look out to your left you'll see the last person who was in this helicopter (laughs) okay you may have noticed a slight splat stain on the east side of the river kind of got a story to go with it the worst thing to think as a helicopter pilot after like a passenger of yours jumps out is oh not again exactly (laughs) because people may give you the you know okay so it happened the first time if it happens twice that's it in fact now you're in trouble for the first one I remember the thing that did help the helicopter pilot out is at least the guy had written a suicide note and left it at home before heading out. If that guy had plans he forgot to cancel, didn't write a suicide note, but like had library books overdue, mm. was meeting a friend later that day, they're like, well, clearly he wasn't committing suicide. He had plans after that. Mm. Eek. Some guy died falling through the blunt end of a javelin, which doesn't sound like it really mattered. <laughs> well, <the laughs> which plus- went through his eye socket in his brain. <laughs> yeah, oh. like if it's going through your eye, it's redundant which end of the javelin you fall onto now. If anything can fit in a socket of the eye, it's gonna go through. <laughs> Eyeballs are pretty soft compared to most things that are solids. Yeah, I mean, you could probably kill somebody with a chopstick if you got them through the eye. Oh, absolutely you could. Let's get into some modern times. The 2000s. Burned brands in 2001, a Burnland engineer was willingly slaughtered so that he could be eaten by aspiring cannibal <laughs> Armin Mules. I actually remember hearing about this. The whole court case was was, oh yeah, that's right. Was a huge problem because they didn't know what to charge him with because cannibalism itself not illegal. Not illegal because everything that leads to cannibalism is except no one ever took into account that someone would volunteer for this. He didn't murder him because the guy willingly died for it. I think he got done with assisted suicide or something like yes. that because they couldn't get him on murder. But then in prison he became vegetarian. Doesn't I didn't know the vegetarian that thing. That's cute. Maybe that's the urban myth part of it, 
added on. But this guy is a hero on like cannibal chat boards. I love that there's cannibal chat boards. Oh, there's everything chat boards. Uh, yeah. But there are people who haven't eaten people but fantasize about it. And then they go on the internet and say about their fantasies of what they would like to do. I reckon if you're a cannibal though, just as a general rule, chat board on the internet, that's a good place to talk to other cannibals. In person, not so much. You'd never want to fall asleep at anyone's house if they're cannibals. Of course this is here. Steve Irwin in 2006. Uh, died by being stabbed by a stingray. Which is, yeah, that's unusual. That is unusual. Not so unusual for Steve because he played with these things his entire life. What's unusual is how long he lasted. Yeah, in all fairness, he was going to go at some point from something. We're all surprised it's not a crocodile. It's impressive how far he made it. I remember hearing with Steve Irwin that he couldn't get life insurance because nobody wanted to insure him because uh, of his lifestyle. But yeah, but you can't get um, Cyclone insurance up in like Cyclone Alley. Huh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you, It's not a good gamble for them. Yeah, insurance people aren't stupid. Kenneth Pinion died from injuries caused by anal sex with a stallion. I love that it just drops the mic there. That's it. <laughs> no more necessary <laughs> information. So he died of injuries. There are two possibilities here, which first one, which I think is less likely, is he had sex with the male horse and the horse, what, kicked him? See, that's where you went with it. I don't think this he's is... fucking the horse in the ass. I... Yeah, he died from taking it from... Oh, God, that's horrible. A massive horse, and when they blow, apparently it has a lot of pressure. He's got his own Wikipedia page. A horse sex case. No, it is about the case of him dying. The case of him dying. He was he... videotaped by a friend. So the friend's there videotaping it. Mr. Hands was his zoophile porn name. Which Mr. zoophile? Hands. That's someone has sex with animals. Mr. Hands and the horse. Criminal charges. Trespassing. So it wasn't even their horse. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine like you're a farmer and you walk into the barn one time. There's a and guy you see... underneath your horse. I'm Mr. Hands. At that point, I turn, walk out of the barn and just go, I don't want any part of this. I wasn't here. I see nothing. The horse seems to be enjoying it. The third man was not charged since he was not visible in the video seized by investigation. A $300 fine. I love that. You imagine having to investigate this and they go, this guy was fucked by a horse. Here is a videotape, and guess whose job it is to watch it for clues? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to sit there, and it's not like have it on. You have to watch it frame by frame. frame. Checking out all the little details. I well, want you to know this video backwards. That's right. They say after this, they crafted a bill that would ban bestiality. After this? They didn't have that beforehand? <laughs> you assume that this would have been a law on hand already. So before 2005? 2004, you can fuck whatever animal you want. Any animal you want, you can fuck Or have an watch. animal fuck you. It's only when a man died that they're like, okay, maybe we should stop people from having sex with animals. So the fact that people could die is what they find wrong with bestiality? Not instituting this law for, like, sensibilities. It's for your own safety. A guy in 2012... choked on anthropod body parts during a cockroach eating contest. Yeah, cockroaches are actually pretty, like, clean animals. He just choked on it because it's like a shell, and he was trying to cram too many down his throat. I hope for that contest the prize is good, because the brag is not. Yeah, I won a cockroach eating contest. That's the last time any woman kisses you. (laughs) That sentence kills any mouth contact. The worst thing would be coming second in a cockroach eating contest. (laughs) Because it's like, you didn't even win. You ate the most amount of cockroaches possible Possible without a price. <laughs> to get absolutely most you can eat and get nothing. I mean, if you're third, at least you can go, well, I didn't eat as many as that douchebag. <laughs> a 
man from Japan started slithering on the floor and claimed to become a snake. And his mother took that to mean that he was possessed by a snake. She spent the next couple of days headbutting and biting her son to drive out the snake that had possessed him. But instead causing his death. So she headbutted and bit him to death. So is that a thing? If you get possessed by the spirit of a snake, am I meant to bite you and headbutt you until it leaves your body? What's that got to... Because I can... Okay, biting... <laughs> like I'm like, what? So you're supposed to snake out snake them? But then snakes aren't renowned for headbutting, are they? <laughs> no. Shouldn't she have like bit and choked him? That would have made more sense to me. I'm really hoping you don't get possessed by a snake now because I don't know what I'll do. All I've got is the biting and headbutting. They had this guy... And this is just last year. Sergey, he got really excited after winning in a game called World of Tanks. That's a good game. And yeah, he fell through a glass cabinet. He was known for expressive behavior and drinking alcohol while playing. So this guy won clearly an online game because that game is only online. Yeah. You drive around and shoot each other with tanks. Blew some guy up, was so excited and drunk that he got on his glass cabinet and fell through it and died. Yeah, he was dancing on top of it going, I didn't die. I didn't die. <laughs> How you like me now? <laughs> they have a seven-year-old girl was struck by a stone thrown by an elephant. Jesus. I hope they hung the elephant. I think they did. This guy died on his birthday. When he crashed into a fire hydrant and drowned when he stepped out of the car to check on the damage. He was 89. So he was probably going to die anyway soon. On his 89th birthday, he crashed his car into a fire hydrant. Okay, so car hits fire hydrant. He steps out of the car to check if his car's damaged and drowns. No explanation needed beyond that. Yeah, did he trip and fall in a puddle or something? That makes no sense. I love the mystery. <laughs> it's an open-ended. But I do like that idea for a death. I mean, not the second part. <laughs> but the dying on the birthday, it's sort of that idea of dying on a round number. <laughs> it makes it easy to say he died at exactly, because he died at exactly 89. That's good. It really helps out your obsessive compulsiveness. That's it. It if just it makes was, your life neat. Like nothing worse than dying the day after your birthday. <laughs> There's just that little unevenness. I just, I, I can't live with that. All right. So that's quite a fair amount of those morbid deaths. That was rather funny for such a morbid subject. I think we did well for making it seem okay to laugh at them. I hope everyone else was just on board as we were. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to get a lot of heads yeah, shaking at us. Like, These guys are awful. These are all sad. This is horrible. You're talking about deaths. Come on, this is a serious thing, people. I almost hate to say it, but good choice, Mickey Flatkick. Yeah, Mickey, I don't think we mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the episode, but Mickey picked this one and he picked it up straight away. He didn't fumble around. He knew what he was doing when he pulled mm. this one out. Good pick, Mickey. We both hate picking episodes. Yeah. So maybe I'll give him a call next week. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear more on why Mickey Flykick picked this episode, we did a bonus episode that will fall before this. It's probably a bit shorter. If you haven't listened to it already, check it out. It's a short, Ben, what would you even call that? A short bonus episode. <laughs> okay, cool. I was going to call it Petty Vengeance <laughs> by Ben Graw, but um, yours is just as fine. It's called Stroppy Seconds. So check it out. You catch Mickey on the on the fly, as yeah. it were, and he kicks. Yeah, we get him as a guest very briefly on the show. Okay, so Ben, i got to ask, what did you think of this page? I actually thought this one was really good. If I had to rate this out of 5,283... Which you do have to. Yeah, which I do have to... <laughs> <laughs> I would probably give this like 2,500. Yeah? So yeah, I want to keep 2,500 because I like round numbers. I don't want an obscure number. One, two, three. <laughs> One, two, three. I noticed you're doing that. Yeah. So that's good. So you thought it was good, but not 
Okay. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I actually thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, was my rating good? What was I rating it out of again? That was out of five thousand something. Oh, I'm was not... it out of five thousand? It was. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't listening. Oh yeah, then five thousand five hundred. Oh wow. I don't know. It's pretty high. I don't know. Just whatever I said, knock off three hundred points. Okay, cool. So it's up there. It's pretty. It's high. good. It's a good page. Yeah, I really like it. Like I said, I was impressed. Excellent. All cool. Right. What about you? What did you think? Well, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'd give this a bag of figs out of a possible death by stallion. <laughs> Because this is funny. I laughed the whole way through. I shouldn't laugh. Like death by a horse boning you that you set up. That's about as good as it gets. I didn't even know figs were funny. I know this has just opened up a whole new avenue of comedy. It's almost like the prerequisite to why did the chicken cross the road is why did the donkey eat the fig? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a massive great time. Big thanks to Mickey for picking this one. Yeah. This is great. And also, because you may have noticed we've done a few list ofs in the past. This doesn't count as me or you picking it. Thank you again, Mickey, for giving us another list. We love the lists. Yeah, we do a lot of list of pages, but they're probably the best pages to do anyway. So. They're great. They're, you know, lots of short, punchy things. All right, well, that's been it for this episode of Wiki Review. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Look out for turtles in the sky. And eat figs. It's hysterical. <laughs>